What's up guys and welcome back to the show. So today we're going to be talking about how to pick the best program for you. We're going to go through an individual needs analysis and the exact battery of tests that I use to determine the needs of a CrossFit athlete. And then once you have your needs analysis, what to do about it. So what your program should actually look like big picture based upon your assessment results. So everything in your program is serving one of three purposes. It's either helping you get stronger, more enduring, or more efficient. The question is, how much of your program is doing each of these? So your program is made up basically in thirds, and how much of each piece of the pie is getting stronger, getting more enduring, or getting more efficient? So how do you know if you're strong enough? That's the first battery of tests. The first test is a close grip bench press, and that's 200 pounds for the females, 300 pounds for the males. Same as your weighted pull-up, that's the second test, and that's 200 pounds for the females, 300 pounds for the males. Next is your back squat, and that's going to be 295 for females and 450 pounds for males. And the snatch, which is gonna be 185 pounds for females and 285 pounds for males. So those are the strength standards that gives us a pretty complete picture of the absolute strength that you need to compete in the sport. Next is, are you enduring enough? There are a gazillion tests for this, but here are the three that I find the most useful and that I keep returning to. 10 minute assault bike. And for this, we're looking for your body weight or more in calories in 10 minutes. I love this test because it's easy to execute. There's no skill component. So we're looking at your raw capacity we're not getting efficiency blended in with the capacity. And it's a nice number because it's just a function of your body weight. So it's an easy number to remember. It's an easy number to shoot for. Next is max ring muscle ups. So a max unbroken set of ring muscle ups into 30 for time. And for this, we're looking for 12 or more for females. We're looking for 18 or more for males. The females, we want to get this done in under five minutes. And for the males, we're looking at sub 330. Finally, we're gonna look at your max strict handstand pushups immediately into 50 for time. We're looking for 20 unbroken or more for females, 30 unbroken or more for males. We're looking for getting this done in under five minutes for females and under 330 for males. So there are a lot of other tests out there for how enduring you are. The sport is essentially, you can never be too enduring once you are strong enough, but those are really good proxies for how enduring you are. Okay, last is, are you efficient enough? So the first test we're going to look at is a tempo pistol. The reason I say tempo is because a lot of athletes like to rely on bouncing out of the hole, that stretch shortening cycle and they can do that without having full command of the bottom position. And so the tempo pistol forces you to pause in the bottom position to control the whole eccentric. And it's going to help us see whether you have the range of motion at the hip and the ankle to succeed in the sport. Next, we're gonna look at a single arm dumbbell overhead squat. Now, when I say that, I'm sure most people are like, bro, like I cannot do a single arm dumbbell overhead squat. Well. Almost everyone could be more efficient in some way, shape, or form. But you, when you watch games athletes perform this movement, they have great shoulder flexion 
and their hips and ankles fully flexed and they're in this great stable supported position. And it's a great indicator that you have both the mobility at the ankle and at the hip, but also at the shoulder to succeed in the sport. So if you can do a single arm dumbbell overhead squat with 70 pounds for the females and 100 pounds for the males, that is a great indicator that, dude, you are super efficient. You've got all the efficiency that you need and now you just need to maintain it, but you don't need to make huge appreciable gains in your efficiency. So this battery of tests is a great starting point for most CrossFitters. This is going to catch some weaknesses for almost everyone who wants to compete in the sport. Now, if you're super hyper elite and you're, you know, you're one of the games athletes, then it's going to get more granular on this modality versus this modality, this implement, where do I stack up relative to so-and-so and so-and-so. But we're talking about just getting a baseline assessment and talking about training with either a strength bias or a conditioning bias or whether you just really need to become a lot more efficient. So once you have your numbers in these tests, here's what to do about it. Prioritize. Pick one or two training priorities and focus on them. Train them as fresh as you can and as frequently as you can. Then retest the test that measures that training priority after three mesocycles. So a mesocycle is just a training block of three to six weeks followed by a deload week. And retesting is super important because it tells you whether the progression worked. So if you find out your priorities, you do this assessment, and then you train, and then you don't retest, you don't know whether your training program worked or not. So it's really important to retest after one to three mesocycles. What should you do if all of these numbers just seem super far away? They're just like, I am never gonna get to any of those numbers. My recommendation to those people is get strong first. Strength is the foundation for everything else you do in the sport. The sport is often requiring contractions at 50 to 100% of your 1RM and increasing your 1RM lowers that number, means the contractions produce fewer waste products and makes the contractions more repeatable. There's also the concurrent training effect to consider, and this is one of the most important aspects of program design that I harp on so much. I think a lot of CrossFitters are doing so much endurance training that the interference effect or the concurrent training effect is taking over, and they're not able to make appreciable gains in their strength. And the opposite is interestingly not true. So if you're doing a ton of strength training, it's not gonna interfere with your endurance training. So, that's why you wanna get strong first. If you focus on becoming super enduring before you're strong, then it's really hard to make appreciable gains in your strength. But once you are strong, then you can keep the strength training in, retain it pretty well, and become really, really enduring, and the strength training doesn't interfere with your endurance training adaptations at all. So get strong first. If all of it seems super far away, just get on a strength bias program that gets you a lot of hypertrophy if you need more lean body mass or just absolute strength if you need that. If you're already strong enough, then you just want to get in as enduring as you can. <laughs> so the sport is 80% fast aerobic as far as the physiological dose response is concerned. And so once you're strong enough, and you need to do a lot of training to prepare yourself for the contraction volume requirements of the sport. It's gonna be really hard to keep getting stronger once you're strong enough and doing all of that training. So once you're doing all that training, then just keep getting as enduring as you can. 
and then you can always switch on your central nervous system when it's time to express the strength that you already have. If efficiency is a real limiter for you, if you're like, man, I can barely do an assisted pistol and I, I can't, you know, overhead squat with a barbell yet, then you're want to be you're going to want to do a lot of movement prep, and that just means three times a day you're picking the sticking points for you, whether that's the hip, whether that's the shoulder, whether that's the ankle, and you're picking that and you're practicing, you're practicing, you're working on it at really, really low tensions for really, really long times under tension. And that's why you do it three times a day, every single day. Okay guys, so to review, how to pick the best program for you. Every component of your program is either trying to make you stronger, more enduring, or more efficient. The question is how much of each of these do you do? And so we went through a battery of tests that you can do to assess yourself and what your strengths and weaknesses are. Once you have that information, pick one or two training priorities, train them as fresh as possible, train them as frequently as possible, put everything else in maintenance mode, and then retest after three mesocycles. If all of the numbers seem super far away, then just get strong first, focus on getting stronger. In a strength bias program, you're only gonna be doing intervals or metcons one to two times per week, per week. And once you do more than that, it just becomes really hard to get stronger. So one to two times per week, focus on getting strong, put your aerobic work in maintenance mode and really attack that. If you're already strong enough, then get as enduring as you can. So this just means doing as fast aerobics and doing gymnastics training as frequently as possible. If efficiency is your main limiter, then pick the sticking points for you, whether that's the ankle, whether it's the hip, whether it's the shoulder, and work on it with a really high frequency. The number one mistake I see with movement prep is not doing it frequently enough and keep the tension really, really low. So keep it really easy and not, not very difficult, but you're doing it with really high frequency and that will help you see appreciable gains in your efficiency. Okay guys, thanks for joining me. If you're listening to the podcast, then please rate the podcast. If you are watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Thanks for being here and I'll see you in the next one.